Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. A reminder that I'll be joined every single Monday live on TalkSport 2 by Gareth A. Davis to dissect all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. 2021 is set to be a huge year for boxing, both in the UK and abroad, and we'll have you covered every single step of the way. If you can't join us live, make sure you subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel to ensure you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, you can also check out some of the other great boxing programming, the likes of Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and the boy from Brownsville, the Mike Tyson story. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon. If you love your boxing and you love your MMA, then this is for you, isn't it, really? Fight Night Extra with myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis are going to be discussing all the latest from the world of combat sports. Busy show today, loads to discuss, including... Unfortunately, the collapse of Fury Wilder free again, some will say. Uh, Conor McGregor's defeat to Dustin Poirier. And we're going to be joined by, I think, one of the best trainers in the business right now in this country. And that's Dave Caldwell, who will join the show a bit later to talk about his charge. Uh, Lee Wood getting a world title shot against the wonderful Zhu Can. This is Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. A fantastic victory for the Nottingham man. The Commonwealth champion, once upon a time, now he's a British holder. And he will take the Lonsdale belt back to Gedling. Breaking news just in. It looks like Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder looks like it's going to be postponed due to an outbreak of COVID in the champion's training camp, Tyson Fury. The borders will have opened by then, and we're going to get thousands of British fans able to travel to Las Vegas for this fight when it takes place. Obviously stopped in a horrible way. Give us your thoughts on how it was going. I was boxing the blade and head off and picking the blade and leg off. You was doing to close the distance. This is not over. If we had to take this outside with him, it's all outside. We don't give a Conor McGregor is just a parody of himself now. He is no more of any significance. All he is is noise and seemingly um, an ability to generate revenue. Ah, so much to discuss on today's Fight Night Extra. Um, oh, just hearing Conor McGregor in that interview with Joe Rogan at the end of UFC 264 just 
it makes my stomach turn just because that's not the Conor McGregor I fell in love with 2015-16 uh, but it's a shame we are going to talk about Conor McGregor a bit later let's welcome in uh, to the show the great Gareth A. Davis uh, Gareth uh, let's kick things off with Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder look me and you haven't spoke since it was announced that this fight will be postponed due to uh, a number of people in the Tyson Fury camp, including the champ himself, getting COVID. I, I feel like, I believe you've spoken to Tyson Fury, haven't you? Uh, what's he had to say about all of this? Well, I mean, look, he's, um, he's a very frustrated character right now. Obviously, they wanted mm. he wanted the fight to go ahead. It's going to be 20 months, 21 months, if he fights in October since he fought last against Deontay Wilder, who's in the same position. I had two chats with him, one ahead of England's game against uh, I think it was Ukraine yeah um, in in the Euro 2021 championships obviously um, uh, postponed from last year and uh, we all know what happened on Sunday night and no doubt we'll brush over that at some point but uh, you know he, he just wanted to fight he was keen to fight and uh, you know to all intents and purposes massive outbreak of COVID nine people in the gym uh, that he's been using and on Dean Martin Drive the top ranked gym and several members of the team so uh, little they could do about it. And I imagine they're now isolating, although Joseph Parker ending up at the UFC on Saturday night got a lot of flack, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, the heavyweight from New Zealand because uh, he's based in Vegas. He was in the gym. He was supposed to be COVID positive. And um, he was at the UFC event uh, mm. on Saturday night. So there's a lot to clear up. I'm going out to uh, Las Vegas on Thursday and um, I'll be getting the inside track for you when I'm over there. Lucky for some, aren't they? So lucky for some. I've worked yeah. hard to get there, believe me. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> that you have, sir, that you have. Stop uh, thinking holiday, yeah? <laughs> That's what it just came to my mind straight away. I just thought sun, weather, tequilas, yeah. The, the city rest. that never sleeps, blah, exactly. blah, blah. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, I wanna, we, look, we're going to talk more Tyson through a bit later, but I want to ask you about this, uh, everyone in the camp, or well, nearly everyone in the camp getting COVID, because obviously I think protective bubble. When as soon as I hear that, I think, okay, what, what's going on? You know, we're a couple of weeks away from a fight that's going to generate near enough 100 million, maybe a bit more than that, in fact. Why wasn't this protective bubble more protective? Well, it should have been. And, and you know, that those are the answers that people want right now. You know, how did this thing happen? Were people careful enough? Um, were people wearing masks? We're hearing some mm. people were just single jabbed, not double jabbed. Bob Arum assured people at the press conference in LA that both teams were, were double jabbed or both the boxers and the and the people close to it were double jabbed so uh that, that that you know there's there's a lot of silence there's been no official comment remember yeah. about from 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 either sets of either promoters or the broadcasters about about when this fight is actually going to be postponed until we believe it's october the 9th yeah um so you know it's it, there's a lot of unanswered questions about it and uh you know people alleging that it's because of ticket sales mm. or this that and the other so um, yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions about this right now, Eddie. Yeah, there certainly is. Um, let's just hope that the fight does happen in October. For those wondering why October and why not sooner, well, it's not easy with, with big-time boxing, especially in America. Yeah. You've got to look at things that clash on the same weekends, who's using the venue, etc., etc. So maybe October is just the earliest date. Uh, Dave Coldwell is going to join us a bit later, talk about his charge, uh, Lee Wood getting an opportunity against Can. Uh, I love Dave. Dave's done every single role in the sport in boxing, right? I mean, promoter, manager, very good commentator as well. He's been the spit bucket guy. He won't let me say that as well for, for David Hay. He's Many, done everything. He's done absolutely everything as well. He's going to join us. Going to be good to speak to Dave here about his charge at getting a world title shot. Surprised a lot. Surprised a few, but we have seen uh, upsets in boxing in recent years. You never know. Absolutely. Um, look, 
Uh, Lee Woods won the British title at, what is he, 26 fights, 24 wins, 14 by KO, 2 losses. He's 32, he's from Gedling, Nottinghamshire, exactly the same place that Carl Froch is from. Mm. Um, lost to Jazza Dickens, uh, was that last February, I think it was the last event, one of the very last events before COVID struck last year. Um, he lost the, the WBO European featherweight title that, that night. Um, and um, majority decision over 10 rounds, but came back against Reese Mould to win by nine rounds TKO in February this year after a, a year away. And, and good on him. He's, he's, got, he's got a massive, massive opportunity here um, against the, uh, the WBO champion Ken Shu. Um, even though Leo Santa Cruz is the um, super champion, yeah. I believe, with the WBA, can choose the, the world, which is like a regular champion. Lee's ranked number 12 with the WBA. So, uh, so can you know, um, who obviously was the guy that uh, Josh Warrington was heading towards before he that was got derailed. And, and that fight, obviously, with the Mexican is now rescheduled uh for what is it september the 4th i think it is with um i think with katie taylor supposedly yeah. on the undercard as well so um yeah great opportunity for him and and dave will do everything he can to get him in great shape um you know um it, it's a great opportunity for him yeah. you know i mean and he's a very decent boxer Agreed, right? I mean, look, let's forget. Let's not forget as well. Josh Warrington lost. You mentioned Mexican that Josh Warrington lost to. That was a big upset. So things things happen in boxing. Speaking of Josh Warrington, fingers crossed. We're, we're hoping to speak to to Josh next week. Obviously, big fight for him coming up. Headingly, I think the date September twenty fifth. I stand to be corrected on that. I think it isn't around September anyway. Uh, we are going to talk about Mystic Matt Conor McGregor. I don't know how much how mystic he is anymore. Um, it's sad. I find watching this all sad. I remember in the lead up to this fight against Dustin Poirier, I don't know why I did it. I put on like a YouTube video of all the, the best moments of Conor McGregor. And there've been some absolutely outstanding moments, not just in the octagon, just the way in which he, he sells fights. At this point, he's almost becoming just a person that can sell fights rather than a person that can actually, and I don't mean to be disrespectful here because he's still a fantastic fighter, but rather than actually a person that can compete and fight against the top guys. Absolutely. Look, the, the, the numbers show that, you know, 1.8 million uh, wow. pay-per-view buys on it. So it's enormous. It's another record-breaking night with McGregor. He, he's a, you know, he makes the rubberneckers come, doesn't he? And um, <laughs> because he always causes drama. He, he, he created drama even when he'd broken his leg and he was sitting there in a cast, you know, on his backside. And he's still giving Dustin Poirier, uh, the guy that beat him, Poirier clearly won that for that one round that they mm -hmm. had. I thought it was tremendous. It was it was all action. Yep. There's no doubt about that. And they they both delivered. They both brought their all to it. But you know, um, the, the, the great Marvin Hagler, the late great Marvin Hagler quote comes to mind, Daddy. You know what I'm going to say, which is you know it's very hard to get up and run at five o'clock in the morning when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. And mm -hmm. and uh, you know Conor McGregor. Uh, to all intents and purposes, is sleeping in a golden robe at the moment. You know, he's, he, he's Forbes' richest sportsman of 2020. 180 million, supposedly. You know, his he, McGregor talks about the the wealth and the richesse of his whiskey, proper 12, his whiskey business, and all the other uh, conglomerate businesses that he's now involved in. You know, he's literally his own promoter. He's a, he's a master at promotion. 
Um, and, you know, I mean, he, 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 he built the fight up last week. I mean, he was kicking the guy at the press conference. He was held back doing a parody of himself at the weigh-in. And, mm. you know, he came out and he fought his heart out. And But I just wonder whether he's starting to become a parody of himself, you know, or whether he's been a parody of himself for a little while. I think it's very difficult. And I, I spoke to Matt Mitrione, the heavyweight, who's in Bellator about this uh, uh, late last week, um, about why do you carry on? Matt's 43, seven years in the UFC, five years in Bellator. Matt's won no contest, three losses. And he said, well, I haven't been really beaten up. Yeah. But what worries me about Connor is this malaise that a lot of athletes now in their 30s are getting where they're breaking their legs, you know. I mean, yeah. Chris Weidman, Anderson Silva, it's happening more and more frequently where athletes are having really bad breaks. I wonder whether McGregor can come back from this leg break if I'm all in it, if, if I'm totally honest, you know. Yeah, look, we're going to discuss Conor McGregor a lot throughout the show, so make sure you stick with us for that one. Uh, what next for Mystic Mac? Uh, is Gareth right? I mean, will we see him again? in the octagon it's going to be difficult isn't it um, you can never say never with Connor. alright you're listening to Find Extra here on TalkSport 2 remember we're here every single week to discuss all the latest from the world of boxing and mixed martial arts next up we're chatting more detail about the collapse of Fury versus Wilder 3 and just where it leaves the heavyweight division what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas it's live and exclusive on TalkSport is it going to be Bomb Squad or is it going to be Bomb Disposal the towel comes in Love do not bend. Your wrist can't bend unless you double join it or something. After being undefeated your whole career, 43 fights, and then getting absolutely smashed to pieces, it would do a lot to one's mind, I'd say. Tyson Fury has done the remarkable. He has stopped the unbeaten, the ferocious Deontay Wilder. I think he's lost his marbles. First of all, it was the suit. Then it was the bicep injury. Then his trainer was uh, on our team. The king has returned to the top of the pole. He came here to America. He came back from 10 stone overweights and he dominated a bully. The first heavyweight trilogy since uh, Riddick Bowe and Livan Holding. I'm really excited. Breaking news just in. It looks like Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder looks like it's going to be postponed due to an outbreak of COVID in the champions training camp. Tyson Fury. And it's Fight Night Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, if you miss any of today's show, you can always catch up on our podcast. Just search Fight Night wherever you download your podcast for access to all previous episodes. You heard it there. The news broke last week that Tyson Fury versus Dante Wilder 3 is now off. Um, I, I, I'm upset, and I, I don't know why I'm upset. But I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why I'm upset and why I shouldn't be. I, I shouldn't be because we've seen it. We've seen it twice. It's done. It's not like this is Terence Crawford versus Errol Spence. Uh, being cancelled, right? That's the fight I really want to see. I've seen Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder twice. In my eyes, Tyson Fury won both fights. I think the reason I'm really upset, Gareth, is because I wanted to see Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua so badly. That fight didn't happen because, obviously, Deontay Wilder won the arbitration case. We're not going to go over that anymore. But it didn't happen because this fight was going to happen. And then I was like, OK, I was excited. Like, okay. Finally got a bit excited about Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder again because I thought anything can happen with Deontay Wilder. And now we don't get Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. What a mess. It is. Um, but, you know, this ha we've seen this so many times in boxing. And, mm. you know, it's one of those sports where... And also we've got COVID at the moment. So, yeah. you know, I mean, without... If COVID... If co let's, 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 let's COVID rewind, right? If we haven't had COVID, 
Wilder and Fury would have fought already, and Joshua and uh, Fury, I think, would have fought at the end of last year. Probably still in Saudi Arabia, Eddie. But um, I think it is frustrating, um, but it kind of pushes... We've just seen 60,000-odd people at Wembley two or three times. Yeah. So it kind of pushes the Fury-Joshua fight, if it can happen. I think back towards the UK in the early spring of next year, um, you know, and a kind of like an April date next year, because um, if Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk fight at the home of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club on September the 25th, and Fury and Wilder, as we now expect, fight on October the 9th, and the two protagonists were discussing both win, and I think they will win, even though we can't guarantee it. I think we may well see Wembley first uh, next year because they're, 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 enough water might have passed under the bridge that they don't go to Saudi Arabia. Um, and, and, and at the same time, um, I think if October the 9th is the date for... Fury and Wilder, and it's and it's confirmed in the next um, couple of weeks. Mm. I think more people will be able to travel as well. I, I, yeah. I suspect. Um, one of the caveats, though, and I think the reason why it hasn't been announced yet is that if you remember, I know we don't want to go hammer and tongs about the arbitration ruling in late June that made Fury fight Wilder a third time. Is that the, that that the the retired judge, the arbitration judge, Daniel Weinstein? deemed that the third fight between Fury and Wilder must take place before September the 15th. Mm. So I reckon that it might require an amended ruling yes. as well, as well as them sorting out the venue. And so we probably will wait a little longer. And as you say, it's now uh, it's five days since the COVID outbreak. And we haven't really had any major statements from top rank Frank Warren. I, I spoke to Frank on Sunday night at the Albert Hall where Lyndon Arthur uh, was headlining. Um, and he was saying that Tyson's just very frustrated by it and they're all very frustrated. But they don't have an answer yet. And I think they do need to come up with one very soon, however. Yeah, Tyson Fury clearly frustrated, and I guess that's probably why he's not taken to his social medias to say anything. Because he normally, he's normally the kind of guy that will jump on Instagram and make a little story about something and either apologise or explain what's going on. That's just how he is in his nature. How bad is it for, for boxing, uh, Gareth, on on a bigger scale here? When look, I grew up, when I grew up watching boxing, and because you can testify to the same thing, but a different era. It was always about the heavyweights. It was always about the heavyweight division or the glamour division. I grew up on, on Mike Tyson. You would have been, obviously, Fraser and Foreman and, and Spinks. It was always about the heavyweights. How damaging is it that the WBC heavyweight champion of the world, the number one, as far as I'm concerned, in a division, hasn't fought since February 2020? Yeah, it, 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 it is it's poor. But, but, you know, I mean, if you go back, like Mike Tyson was imprisoned, wasn't he, for three years Um for the convicted rape, um, and we lost him. Um, we, we've kind of lost a year and a half to COVID, I think, in major mm. fights. I mean, mm. we saw, I mean, in, if you look at the COVID period, I mean, it's not a heavyweight fight, but look what happened with Teofimo Lopez and Vasyl Lomachenko. Um, they shelled out a lot of money for those two, but yeah. they couldn't, they needed a gate for the rematch and you saw Lopez leave for Triller and then come back now to top rank. So presumably they're looking to get that on again. Um, and I think, you know, different places have taken a different amount of time for people to come back. Like, 
you know, 73,000 watch Canelo in Texas, in Arlington, Texas, watch uh, Canelo uh, in the stadium, watch Canelo against Billy Joe Saunders. So it's all down to, to the rulings in whatever country you're in. And, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a very jagged graph at the moment in terms of who's allowed to go where, what, why and when at the moment. So, um, you know, I, I think it, it, is a, it is a travesty, but there was an impending case sitting there the whole time, a big white elephant in the room, about Wilder getting his rematch with Fury. And to be fair... And, and to bring Dillian White into this mix, look how Tyson Fury jumped ahead of Dillian White to challenge Deontay Wilder. Um, having got an opportunity to fight him in Los Angeles in 2018, we were there for Talk Sport, um, uh, they, he gave him the rematch um, after the controversial draw. The WBC were behind that as well. An amazing event, February 22nd, 23rd, if you count the UK last year, which is what I normally do call it February 23rd because it was Sunday morning in the UK uh, last year. And we had this amazing contest. In some ways, I see the point for Deontay Wilder that he deserved Daddy to get his opportunity. Yeah. I know you feel uh, um, Tyson Fury won the first fight. So did I. It was a, an incredible night. Uh, we were there last year for TalkSport. It was an incredible night. We were due to be there for TalkSport on July the 24th doing the broadcast. It would have been another amazing night. Tim Witherspoon was joining us. I hope he does in October, um, if we've still got the rights, which I hope we will have. Um, so, you know, you can't... In, in some ways, I, th I, I agree with Deontay Wilder on this, that natural justice is being served and that he deserves a trilogy fight because he gave Tyson Fury an opportunity when Fury came back from depression and 10 stone, losing 10 stone. So I know I, th I, th I think justice has prevailed. I really do. Whether he wins, loses or draws the third fight. Uh, moving away from Tyson Fury and Wilder, I guess... Oh, no answer to that then, Eddie. You're not going to come give it, give it a comeback. <laughs> yeah, you know what it, no. it is? I'm just still so upset about it, Gareth. I mean, I was livid <laughs> when, when I found out the fight was postponed. I was, I was so upset. And I think part of me... I was livid when they, I found out they had COVID and we'd done all the permissions. We got the team. We got the... For the rights. We... You know, everything's booked. But, you know, it's... it's I don't know about livid, but it's it's just so... Such a shame. And you're yeah. right. It does cause you to be to have depression it does it, it, it depresses honestly you. It, it really does depress you just because it was a fight that i wasn't fully engaged in just because i wanted to see aj through and then i started to get excited about it because of the non-speaking wild at the press conference and now all of a sudden isn't happening until october no no look, october's going to come around very quick but it's not happening and to add to it and this is why hopefully i don't know if you can confirm or not on this i was excited for the undercard as well kalnaki versus elenius frank sanchez yeah. versus my nigerian warrior fa jagbar I hear a Jagba's positive as well, by the way. Oh, I here we go. See, it just gets worse. The news yeah, just gets yeah. worse and worse. Yeah, so that means yeah, that we ain't yeah. going to see any of those again until absolutely. October, November. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a travesty. As you say, there were like, what was it, eight heavyweights on the car. That's always an amazing night. And they were stacking it up to be something very, very special. Yeah, it was uh, very, very special indeed. But look, again, it will happen, but just not now. Fingers crossed everyone's okay and they can uh, redo the whole card uh, October, November. All right, you're listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2 with myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth Faye Davis. Next up, we are going to be speaking to Lee Woods trainer, Dave Coldwell, head of Lee's fight against Zhu Can for the world title scheduled for July 3rd. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 31st. Gets up for the second time in the fight. Down in the fourth, down in the ninth. This is Wood's chance. All over. British champion Lee Wood. And he was lethal right at the end. A fantastic victory for the Nottingham man. The Commonwealth champion once upon a time. Now he's a British holder. And he will take the Lonsdale belt back to Gedling. Good afternoon, this is Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, if you've missed any of today's show, you can always catch up with our podcast. Just search for Fight Night wherever you download your podcast for access to all previous episodes. All right, I'm pleased to say we are now joined by a very, very special guest, one of the nicest guys in the business, fantastic trainer as well. That man is Dave Coldwell. Dave, uh, really appreciate you giving us some time and coming on. Thank you very, very much. I have to be honest, Dave, and you can shoot me down here. I, I saw uh, Lee Wood versus you can. I was a bit surprised. Um, but this is boxing now. You've got to take your opportunities. I think one thing that COVID has done is said, okay, opportunities are going to be there. It might be short notice. It might be a surprise, but you've got to take them. And we have seen a few a few upsets in the last sort of 12, 18 months in boxing. Big opportunity, this one for Leewood. Um, yes, it's, it's a massive opportunity. I mean, And we're in a world now where you have to take your opportunities, you know. Um, the, the fight, listen... Uh, the fight's been leaked from the Chinese side of, side of things, I think. Um, it's it's one of those that's 99.9% done. It's not officially done, and, and it's not. that's why it's not really been announced fully. Mm. But um, by all intents and purposes, it's, it's on. Um, we're, we're there. Um, it's just a huge opportunity for Lee. At 32 years old, he's won, he's won the British title. He's, he's won a Commonwealth title. You know, what's what's the next steps? You yeah. know, at thirty-two years old, and and that's that's where we are. And and bear in mind, you know, he's not going in there just to give it a go. He's going in there fully, fully believing in his power, fully believing in his maturity now, and believes he can win the fight. Afternoon, Mr. Caldwell. How are you? 
Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. What I uh, staggeringly look at, which um, with Addy and I talking at the beginning, uh, in the opening of the show about um, what an opportunity this is for Lee, Zhu Ken is not a big puncher. He's a brilliant technician. No. Um, three knockouts in his 20 victories. Um, yeah. That often says an awful lot. I've watched a little bit of him on YouTube. He's a very good technician. Presumably, you've looked at it. You're a very astute man. You know the nuts and bolts of the industry. If Lee can put pressure on him, he might have an opportunity to really, really upset the books here. Well, let's let's not you know let's not beat around the bush. Kanzu is a very good fighter, but he's a he's a high volume fighter, and he throw, he throws mm. a hell of a lot of punches. I mean, he really has got a work rate. Um, the thing is, Lee's he's physically Lee is quite strong. He, you know, he's a, mm. he's very underestimated in his physical strength, but his punching power. If you look at Lee's record, he doesn't actually look at look at like a, a, a big banger, but. I mean, Ben Davison, who coached him, he'll tell you, you know, he's, he's general. We had a laugh about this because I've, when Lee's come down to the gym and sparred with Jordan and, and Obi before, I took Lee on the pads. And the mm. first time I took him on the pads, I was absolutely gobsmacked at how hard he is. I, I was genuinely shocked. He's literally pound for pound one of the hardest punches I've ever took on the pads. And then mm. when Ben started training him, me and Ben had a laugh about that because he said to me, he says, have you ever, take, have you ever taken him on the pads? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God. And he said the exact same thing. Now, yeah. you, know, you, you look at Lee's record and you don't realise that, you don't think that. But we're working with Ben, what he's doing, he's sitting down on his punches more and he's learning how to be more efficient and he's learning how to deliver those power shots. He's learning how to get the power into the end of his shots, which is something he's, he's, he's never really been taught. So, you, I mean, we saw it in, in how he, he knocked out um, Reese Mould in his last fight, but obviously yeah. this is a different level. But, but Lee now understands how, how hard he's punching. He's understanding how to deliver those shots now. And, He's going in there to knock knock Zutan out. That you know, there's there's no, you know, there's, there's no confusing the fight. That's what he's going in there to do. And the way that, that Zu fights, he will put the pressure on. And you know, I expect him to walk onto bombs. Now we'll see how how good Kanzu's chin is because he will get hit. He, and you know, in his in his pressure and in his intention to 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 walk through Lee and, and overwhelm Lee, you know, he's he's going to get hit on the way in. Yeah, look, nothing's given in this sport, uh, David. I think that's an understatement to even say that. But, I mean, how many people had Mauricio Lara beating Josh Warrington? I remember yeah. seeing Mauricio Lara in... Um the, the warm-up sort of you know for, for the for the, the media and I was thinking this is a joke isn't yeah. it surely surely yeah, Josh Warrington's yeah. gonna everyone kind of laughed at it and all of a sudden yeah. it was like he's playing tricks on us and then we saw a different guy on the ring so look, anything can happen and I like what you said at the top there as well about look, what are you in the sport for he's 31 yeah he has won the European title and he, he's won he's the British yeah. champion right now I, I agree you gotta go for it I said the same thing when Craig Richards got the opportunity against Dimitri Bivol yeah you know 32 yeah. look, what are you in the sport for Hopefully he's been exactly. able, you know, he's been able to negotiate a bit more money for him, um, and he's got a world title shot. What, what, what else do you want? Is it, the thing is, is what you've got to look at is is sometimes during the worst cases and the worst worst situations, like we have done in COVID, some fighters are around and some fighters are ready, you know. And the phone call comes, and they're in a position where they can say, "Yes, I can take this." Now, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to defend your British title at 32 years old? Do you want to defend your British title? No disrespect, but your kid Galahads and your people like that, your chances, they're facing off against each other. You know, there's, there's not a domestic play. 
when you're 32 and you've already been a Commonwealth title holder and now you're British champion, what what do you want to hang around fighting a good prospect on the way up or, you know, domestic level fighter? Do you want to push yourself and just test yourself and say, do you know what? Let's see if I'm world level. I haven't fought at world level, but let's see if I am world level. Let's see if I can win that world title. Let's give it a go. Why, why else do you choose to be a professional fighter with these dreams of becoming a world champion? If when you get an opportunity that comes out of the blue and, and is totally unexpected, why else are you in the sport if you're going to turn it down? And this is what Lee is. Lee looks after himself. He's always been in, in shape. You know, he's, we've been preparing for a day around the time anyway. We, you know, we just didn't know it was going to be Kanzu until, you know, a, a while ago. Um, but I, I told him that I was going to get him a date for this, around this time. So he's been training to fight, training to defend his title or, to, or, or above, you know. But the, it's always been a case of what I've said to my fighters that I manage, fighters that I train, you've got to be ready. It's not about, it's, it's not about getting ready. It's about being ready and staying ready. And then when the full call comes, there's no regrets, you know. And, and that's, that's where we're at with Lee. Who's staying ready in the seat behind the scenes there, smacking the pads in the background that I can hear? Who's that? Oh, you know, yeah. I'm at a facility called Kickabout. It's fantastic. It's football. The little boys football training. Oh, I thought someone was smashing um, the pads. Oh, yeah, because no, your son's no. always showing his football skills in the garden, isn't he? Yeah, he's mate, he's got he's got unbelievable work ethic, but but that's you know that's that's by the by, but that's where I'm at right now, yeah. So um look, we were just on another subject, okay. We we were talking Adi and I yeah. were talking in the last segment, David. I mean, you know, as I say, you you know boxing inside out. Um how um much momentum has the sport lost with oh. Fury and Joshua falling through and then Fury and Wilder falling through in the last kind of month? I'll be honest with you. Um, Fury and Joshua was a massively, massively frustrating thing. It was massively frustrating because the whole country was talking about it. The whole country just got excited about it because we thought it was about to be done and that was it. So, you know, that's the, that's the biggest fight out there. So that we took a massive knock on that. But I'll be honest with you, Fury and, and Wilder, I haven't heard that many people talking about it. I think everybody knows the, the gulf in the previous two fights. I know the first one was a draw, but the gulf, apart from those two moments in that in that first fight, and then you look at the second fight, I think people were just kind of almost, and wrongly or rightly, I think people were overlooking Wilder. I'm not, because I look at the work that he's putting in with Malik Scott, and I think it's a live fight. I actually mm. think that, that, that Deontay is a much more dangerous man now than, than what he was in the previous two fights. Now, the only thing is, is we, we don't actually know about Deontay's mindset, how 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 he's going to cope with things when it comes to fight week, face-to-face with Fury and things like that, if Fury gets in his head again. But the, the fight's being called, and it's, yes, it's frustrating, but the sport as a, as a whole, it's we've had so many setbacks in this sport. It's one of the most frustrating sports in, in, in world sport, full stop, you know, but we... We can we tend to have these little setbacks, but then something comes along and we have a great night. We have another great fight. We have yeah. you know, we grab great fighters coming through. We always seem to ride out the waves. The waves keep coming, but we seem to ride them out. And this is just another one of those waves that comes along and, and it kicks your teeth a little bit. Yeah, fingers but crossed. We'll, that, fingers know, we'll crossed. It's just a, a way. Well, not even a way. Fingers crossed. It's just a little puddle, and we can jump over it. Yeah. Uh, Dave, just before yeah. you go, uh, you were you were at Wembley, weren't you, Sunday with your little boy uh, oh, watching the yeah. Indian game? Yeah. Obviously, look, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. Uh, the oh. stick Marcus Rashford's getting, uh, Bakayo Saka and oh, Jaden Sancho. Uh, quick word on that and how horrible that is. I'll be honest with you. I had such the best day with my little boy. 
on, on Sunday. And then, so we're driving back. I'm not aware of what's going off afterwards. I didn't even know about all the, the, the crowds rushing and things like that. We, we missed that. Mm. We were so lucky that we didn't know. My little boy didn't see any of that. So when, when I woke up the next morning and I've seen, I, I know we lost, but I'm very, very proud of this England team. I'm very, very proud of all the players, all the squad, everybody. I'm not one of these that wants to, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. I think we did fantastic to get into a final. I've never seen it. We're 55 years, we've never seen it. I'm embracing it. And then whenever I've looked and I've seen all the racist abuse that those three kids have had, I mean, I, what is with these people? Do you, these people have never put themselves in that pressure before. They've not stuck their head above the fence before to have it shot off. Anybody that goes out there and, and, and represents our country, number one, they've gone through a million to one chance more than to become that player that plays for the country in football. And then they're actually putting themselves out there to take a penalty shootout, it, take a penalty in a shootout in a high-pressure situation like that. You're talking about kids at 23, 21 and 19. I mean, Rashford is the old man of the bunch and he's 23 years old. What were all these people doing at 23 years old? What were all these people doing at 21? And then Saka. I mean, we've just watched it. Me and my little boy, we've come and trained. We've actually caught up on, on, on the shootout on TV because obviously we were there in the crowd and that was devastating. But I've now just watched it, or the whole penalty shootout on TV. And it upset me because I now know the stick that these kids have been getting. And I, I just think it's disgusting. It really is. I mean, what right have these people got? To, to, yeah. to criticise them in full stop, but then to be racist as well about it. Yeah, for, for missing the penalty. And, but, uh, but it's embarrassing that they feel as though they've got, they're allowed to have a voice to, to, yeah. to spread racial hate. It's embarrassing. No, it, it, it is embarrassing. And, and I think their age is irrelevant, frankly. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're is, good enough to play is. for their age. But imagine, David, if we were having this in our sport. That's what is wrong. It's the culture yeah. inside football, yeah. or soccer as it I call is. it, just to upset people. But it's, it's, it, it's the culture that needs to change in football. I mean, I know we it's have education, had incidents. It's education, Gareth. It's education. But we have had, edu we, we have had incidents no, in it, boxing. But it is, like you say, it, it's educating them. Yeah, it really is. It's educating kids at school. That's what it is. It's all right doing all these RE lessons and all this sort of stuff that they do. It's half at stuff that they don't don't put into practice when they leave school. But they need to start making time to start edu educating kids about multiple cultures, about different people's backgrounds, about different people. Just just educate about being accepting of of, of different. Of, people that are different and, and saying it's okay to be different it, it, it doesn't mean that you're, you're any you know that, that just because you've got a different skin or you believe in a different faith or or, or whatever it might be it doesn't mean that you, you should be a, a subject for ridicule and for embarrassment but it's, it has this generation and whatever you, you the, all these people are doing the stuff that they're doing now it's very hard to re-educate them but what we need to start putting to practice government needs to start putting to practice is, is workshops but also lessons in school, making time from school age, from from soon as they get into a, you know, in, in, into six, seven years old, start getting into them there. Because if we can start teaching kids how to play football and how to box at six, seven years old, why can't we start educating kids on how to how to like actually care about other people and, and not not ridicule people because they're different. Well said, Dave. Honestly, well said indeed. Thank you very much, Dave Caldwell there. And Dave, good luck as well to um, when it gets announced, fingers crossed, very, very soon, uh, to Lee Wood in that world title fight against Zhukan. He's going to need all the support he can to get past Zhukan uh, there. All right, you're listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Next up, we are going to be chatting about Mystic Mac, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. 
obviously stopped in a horrible way. Give us your thoughts on how it was going. I was boxing the bleeding head off him, kicking the bleeding leg off him. He was with doing to close the distance. This is not over. If we had to take this outside with him, it's all outside. We don't give a He said that he believes that one of the kicks that he checked is what broke your leg. There was no check. There was not one of them I checked. Your wife is in me DMs, hey baby. Hit me back on my chat you later on. We'll be at the the party, the win no club, baby. You're looking bitch, you little Connor, you you missed with a punch and stepped back. Tell us what you felt, tell us what you thought was going on. Just the thing had separated and we bleed and landed on the wonky leg like Anderson Silver that time. Something similar to that, it's a f***ing mad out business. Ah, sad to hear, isn't it? Um, Conor McGregor like that. It's funny actually here on TalkSport too. Remember, if you've missed any of the show today, you can always catch up on our podcast. Just search for The Fight Night wherever you download your podcast for access to all previous episodes. Um, if this is, and it's a big if, Gareth, if this is the last time we see Conor McGregor in an octagon, and I don't know, Conor, you never know, right? Who, who knows? Who, who, how can you second guess Mystic Mac? It's going to be sad for him to go out that way. Not just the leg break, but the words in which he was using after as well when he was... Uh, coming out, almost attacking uh, Dustin Poirier's wife. It's just, it's sad to see. I used to love him and how he, he was so quick-witted, but he never took it this far. And I've, I almost feel like in the last few years, especially in the lead-up to the Khabib fight, it's almost turned nasty from Conor, and that's just not the way he was when he first joined the sport. Well, it's spiteful, and it's yeah. ego-driven, and it's full of fame. I think, as you say, if this is the last time that we see the notorious one, Conor McGregor, in a UFC octagon. It's a real travesty on what has been a lightning rod career. This is the guy that shifted the views and perceptions and and feelings of a generation about mixed martial arts. He was extraordinary, a great fighter, a great showman, but that was a disgrace. That was a disgraceful performance from a man who is followed by so many people. Like you say, yourself, a younger person than me, looking up to him, mm. loved his journey. To sit there and say, your wife's in my DMs when your leg's broken, your leg's in a cast, the guy's beating you up for a round. And the, two of the judges had that 10-8 that first round, by the way. Really? So it's, I'm pretty sure they did. It's absolutely ridiculous to suggest that I'm going to take it out into the street Get a grip on yourself, man. Yeah. You know? I don't care who you are. Don't behave like that. He's got great parents. He's out of control. Yeah. You know? He doesn't need to be like... He's one of the richest athletes in the world. This morning, I felt a great sense of pride listening to Lewis Hamilton. Is he Sir Lewis? I think he is, isn't he? I think he, he is now. And the, and the Hamilton Academy looking at how you change the face of colour, people's colour in Formula One. Lewis was saying, I never had a black teacher at school. I'd never someone to look up to. Come on, Connor, step on the gas, pull yourself back a little bit, wind your neck and your ego in, and go and deliver something worthwhile to the world. Otherwise, clear off. It almost feels like he, he can't be reined in. I, I just read a stat. Of course today, he can. Of course he can be reined well, in. You know, the reason I say that is because the person that normally does the rein in is Dana White. He almost controls the UFC. Um, and when he cracks the whip, he cracks it. I almost feel like Dana can't even seem to control Conor McGregor. 
And just because he brings in the numbers, Gareth. I mean, you yeah, said of course he does. 1.8 yeah. million pay-per-view buys. I think yeah, he's now done yeah. seven of the biggest nine uh, yeah. pay-per-view buys in UFC history. I mean, he always talks about numbers. And as long as the numbers are going to keep coming, he's going to keep fighting. And Dana's going to keep loving. Look, Conor McGregor, in the time that I've known him, and I interviewed him in Sweden when he made his debut in the UFC against Marky, Marcus Bumis. You remember the famous world? Yeah. 60, 60 G, Dana, yeah. 60 G. Um, and Conor was, was a brilliant rising star then. Mm. I have always found him to be an extraordinary sportsman, win or lose. Yeah, yeah. But that is the first time he has stepped outside that sphere outside the aura of being a, a martial artist at the end of the fight of accepting defeat mm. to then act like a child your wife's in my dms for goodness i, sake. I can't believe he said that you know like, like I, to be honest dustin Poirier at the post-fight press conference just brushed that off but he was saying you know to say i want to take it out in the street to say there's unfinished business to not acknowledge what i've achieved as a fighter that, that, that's what that's what hurts these guys and you know th what worries me is when someone's like that they need people around them to get hold of them who are close to them and say come on take a look at yourself have a look at yourself on there you know he's a brilliant salesman he knows how to do the patter in the build-up to a fight but you don't need to do it afterwards the event's done Who's done. That what did Dustin Poirier do wrong what did Dustin Poirier do wrong in those five minutes nothing 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 at all. Who's that person to kind of rein him in? Is it his parents? You mentioned he's got amazing parents, and he has, right? Is it John Kavanaugh? Is it Dana White? Is it maybe he's got so much respect for the Fatita brothers? I know they're obviously not part of the UFC anymore, but he has a lot of respect for them, always mentions them. Is it a Lorenzo Fatita, maybe? Who can rein him in? Because you're right, we've never seen that from him in a defeat. I mean, he's always humble in the last fight, yeah, very exactly. humble, shakes his hand. You know, yes, it was nasty after the Khabib fight, but that was really because of Khabib's team. This wasn't because of Connor. Who can rein him in? Who can change him? Well, the person that says you're not funny anymore because he used to be funny when he made those kind of quips. Yeah, he yeah. used to make us laugh. He, he created a billion memes, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> that, that just, it, was, it wasn't funny. It was embarrassing. It was cringeworthy. So it's, I don't know who's close to him now. I mean, I know his father, Tony. I know his mother, Margaret. They're brilliant people. I know his sisters and some other members. They're great people. The McGregors are a great family. Don't get me wrong. But Connor's... I don't know. I don't. I don't know where that comes from. There's no need for it. He's one of the richest athletes in the world. He's got incredible fame. He does do some amazing things. I am sure yeah. behind the scenes. He yeah, was brilliant during COVID, doing deliveries, wasn't he? Um, to, to those that needed it, with supplies and so on. But someone needs to say, you know, you're not doing yourself any favors. Your act is fine in the build-up. I don't know who it is. I don't know if he listens to. John Kavanagh's his fighting coach. Mm. He's not his life coach. So those close to him, I think owe him a duty of care to yeah. say, come on, mate. You know, if you don't speak to me ever again, I'm going to tell you the truth because that's what friends do. Yeah, you know, you're right. In times like this, I think we always um, like to almost look at what happened and what went wrong with he wasn't even the favourite in the fight, but the big name in the fight. I feel like we've got to uh, show some respect as well to Dustin Poirier, who's been on this amazing run for the last, what, four or five years. Only that loss to Khabib kind of sandwiched in between sort of either side of some fantastic wins. Dustin's looking better and better, isn't it? I mean, and Dustin were happily, I mean, 
Dana's talked about a full fight. Dustin will say, bring it on. This has now become easy work for him. But fingers yeah. crossed, though, we do get the Charles Oliveira uh, title fight instead. Yeah, we do. And look, Dustin Poirier, since 2013, when he was... He's a featherweight, remember? He's a very formidable lightweight now. He's grown into it. These men are in their early 30s. They're in the prime of their careers. You know, Dustin has really developed as a fighter. You look at his resume over the last four years. He's, you know, lost to Khabib, but... He's looked really good. He's so solid now as a fighter. He's got brilliant ground game. He always has had a great ground game. Um, there's um, there's a great movie with him in actually um, called Fightville. I've never um, seen about it. About him growing up in Louisiana. It's very very good indeed. Must watch. A must watch Fightville. And it's all about the gym he he grew up in and um, there's some great characters in there in, in his gym in Louisiana as well. No, all, all credit to him. Dustin did the job on Saturday night. He certainly did do the job. The voice there of the great Gareth A. Davis. Look, fingers crossed we do see a new a new version of Conor McGregor if he is going to come back we certainly don't want to see this one that we're seeing right now. Uh, it's a shame because that run 2015 to 2016 was something I've never seen in the sport. It was absolutely phenomenal but the guy right now simply isn't the old Conor McGregor. That's it for this week. Thank you once again for downloading the podcast. We'll be live again next Monday on TalkSport 2. And if you miss us, make sure to subscribe to Fight Night Podcast to catch up with all our other episodes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.